Hey guys, it's your friend Luke, the Strip Club DJ, and welcome into another episode of One Two Review. I'm here alongside my buddy Brandon. Say hi, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. And Alex is gone. He's in an undisclosed location collecting arrowheads and enjoying various colors of chili, soaking up high desert vibes. Uh, this show, One to Review, is a little show where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. One point if it's a no-go, two points if it's a faux show, and me and Brandon are, are going to rate until we get to 20 points, and then we'll call it a day. Hit the intro! Here it comes! One, two, meow, meow. How you doing, Brennan? Good morning, Luke. How are you, bud? It's just me and you. It's just me and you, and a cup of coffee in between us, shared virtually. Yep. 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 Just you and me. It's early in the morning because we're part of our scoring system this week involves something that is better if it's done early in the morning we'll get to that a little bit later alex is out of town i hope he's having a good time but uh i'm glad i get to spend some qt with my bud uh luke here it's gonna be a blast man it's so good to see you without that other guy kind of looming around here's a quick thing luke and i enjoy music uh we play music we're both musicians uh and this week we're going to talk about movies and we're also going to talk about music Primarily, we're going to be reviewing these movies this week through the lens of their music and uh, not necessarily the film itself or the acting or the directing or the writing, just the music of these uh, films. Of course, we'll briefly sum up the films and uh, describe how the music played an important part of that. Uh, Luke, any thoughts before we kick it to the first movie? Oh, yeah, I just want to basically reiterate what you said and for our listeners to keep in mind that we're not basing our reviews on any kind of cinematography or performance or any sort of innovative CGI crap. This is we're going to be basing our reviews on what we heard in these movies. And with that, I think we're ready to uh, review our first movie. Luke, you ready? Yeah. The first movie we saw was called The Bourne Serendipity, another from the Jason Bourne series. And in this one, it's sort of got a softer touch to it. This is where Jason Bourne becomes an artist, but his operatives keep trying to pull him back into the world of action that we know and love of the other Bourne movies. Um, Definitely an interesting concept. I'm not sure if they were running out of ideas or what, but uh, definitely a a lighter side of Jason Bourne we get to see in this one. Brandon, you have any kind of first impressions on the Bourne serendipity? Yeah, new side of Jason Bourne. I've only seen maybe the fourth Jason Bourne, and I think this is probably the sixth or seventh by now. Um, From what I understand, yeah, this is very different than the other one. There's not a lot of action. But it is still Matt Damon playing the same character. Just we get to see him, you know, high intensity, high highly edited shots of him painting and sculpting, doing some crafts at the beginning and learning this new set of skills that he can use with his highly trained hands. Now, we're not talking so much about the movie this week. We are talking about the music. This is a very classic action movie score, um, highly impactful, uh, highly dynamic. Luke, what were your thoughts on the music? Um, I got to say, I was I was blown away because a lot of people don't ant or a lot of people are really going to miss this, but you can actually see the handcrafted instruments that Matt Damon created to to um, score this movie. You can see his handmade clay marimba that he fires himself in those opening credits um a lot of the the real slower parts of the movie it's just uh matt damon's hand-built pan flute which he built out of a beautiful japanese bamboo and uh and, and a lot of uh really interesting freestyle raps that he does with his buddy shia labeouf so I mean, musically, this was not, I mean, everything was handmade from scratch. 
you know? And of course, by the end of the film, he realizes his true calling as an artist is to be a musician. So that's how a meta ties back into him making the instruments and in turn making the score for the film itself. Yeah. And um, to be honest, after watching the born identity, whatever it was called six or seven after the six or seventh installment, it was really refreshing to see him find a way to destroy that part of his brain with music, with art to finally eliminate that part of his brain where they can trigger his um, sleeper cell anemia or whatever it's called, you know, where they can trigger his, his operative abilities. And if he's engaged in art and music, it doesn't work on him. He can just stay in his garage and keep painting and keep sculpting and keep uh, tickling the old ivory. And that's a message we can all take home with us. Um, stay in the clouds, you know. Why come back down to earth? If you're if you're creative, stay there. Yeah. It's really. It was really refreshing to find out that's what he needed the whole time was just a creative outlet. And uh, you can actually buy. Um, some of the artwork, some of the original instruments from this movie at uh, this upcoming annual Sotheby's auction for action films um, in New York City. So I'll be attending that. Um, I, so put in your bids with me, Luke. We'll, we'll coordinate if you're interested in picking up a little recorder or a lute or something. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't have that much money, so I'm hoping we can pull pull an autographed drumstick or, you know, Something like that. Maybe the the triangle he used for the um, the pool scene. Yeah, and I can talk to Rab. Maybe we can up our Patreon this month to uh, get some memorabilia for the offices. Yeah, maybe he can open up his wall a little bit and, and get us a $3 donation this month. With that, I think it's time to review this film and its music. Luke... Let's let's quantize our feelings here. What do you think? Well, the Born Serendipity it really does deserve two points for the sheer undertaking, the sheer amount of work that this project took. Um, like obviously, like I said, Matt Damon breaking out into new talents. We know he's really good at acting and he's really mastered the art of the blank confused stare but for him to channel that energy into music and make something that's actually listenable and not only listenable but actually kind of fun and exciting too i think that's um that's quite an achievement so two points for me nice definitely in agreement with you here the film like I said, while a highly paced action film score, it being made creatively with the instruments that the character in the film is making uh, was kind of revolutionary to me. And I've never kind of seen a movie come full circle like that. So for me alone, the uniqueness gets its two points. Nice. That's four points four for the Born points. Serendipity. Are we talking about how we're scoring this this week? Yeah, we need to do that. Uh, we woke up early. Alex is out of town. Here's the thing. Luke and I had the idea to do some remodeling at their apartment over there. We need a little extra cash to make this happen. So we're going to be putting some items of Alex's up on Craigslist and eBay and other you know, social media swapping sites and selling sites. Yeah. And do you know what? For anyone, all any users out there that thinks this is, this is unethical, it's not. Because this is all stuff that, you know, I go through Alex's room every now and then, every couple of times a month. I see he's not using stuff. It's stuff he either doesn't use or I think he probably shouldn't have and doesn't need. So, yeah, if it has, we're actually helping him out with this. If it has a little layer of dust on it, I think it's free to go, right? It shows he never uses yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, if it fails the white glove test, it's time to go. And same goes for my stuff, you know. If he can, if he can get in here and, yeah, and good luck and, though with those locks, am I right? Hey, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm an open book. But it's LA. What do you expect? I mean, I can't just trust people. An, to... an open book with six deadbolt locks. 
I can't trust people to just come and go as they please. Not in my space. All right, let's take anyway. it away, Luke. You, you, we've agreed on these items here. Let's. What are the two items you're going to start with putting up on uh, for sale? Well, first these these got to go. This is a pair of wingtip shoes. This is like this kind of off color light brown leather these dressy shoes he never wears them they don't go with anything they're nice uh they're just not his style you know so those and i think um i think they're brand backs so what do you think on that 14.99 15.99 or best offer them up we'll we'll put them up for 14.99 and well you guess what we'll throw on the shipping for free nice one more item from you um, this is his old Lego collection. I think it's time for... I think, you know, pass it on to somebody, a kid. Somebody that can actually get some fun use out of this. Uh, I don't really know much about Legos because I got rid of mine when, you know, I turned 28. So, um, we're getting rid of these old these old Legos. Cool, I might bid on that. How much are you going to put that up for? We're going to start it at a dollar. We're going wild. Definitely bidding on that. Wild man. Definitely bidding. Wild man eBay. Well, save your money for the Sotheby's, too. That's true. Okay, two things I'm going to suggest that we put up for auction here. You just nod if you're okay with this, okay, Luke? Old USB drives. Everybody's got, like, a bunch lying around. Just put them in an envelope. Send them off. Get rid of them. Get a little cash for them, too. Yeah. Am I right? Alex is an artist. He has a lot of unfinished artwork lying around his room. Let's put some of that up for auction. Let's all the stuff that he can't finish. Let's get him some cash off of that work. You know, it's better than just sitting there in his in his room. Let's get rid of it. So if you ain't using it, get rid of it. For those USB drives, I don't know. What do we say? Fifty cents each. Fifty cents per gig, maybe. I don't know. How does that work? And uh, for his artwork. That's a little bit harder, but I think we'll just flat rate everything at like $5 and just go from there, right? Well, uh, the USB drives, let's do 50 cents a piece. It's a handful, so it's like $4 worth. And then the artwork will do a dollar an ounce. Oh, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, because there's a bunch. So it's like, there's like four pounds of it. All right. Art's expensive. Art's expensive. Time is expensive. Speaking of expensive time, we have to run a sponsorship advertisement. All right. Run it. It was inevitable that somebody was going to do it. The Alexes just did it first. Introducing the Alex Club, an internationally recognized organization with over 7,000 free-to-use locations worldwide, ranging from small beachside daily-use apartments to full-size bowling alleys and movie theaters. The Alex Club offers classes and meetups including camping trips, parties, single retreats, board game nights, and other things Alex's enjoy. For a very small annual membership fee, any Alex, Alexander, Alexandria, Alexis, or any other version can join the world's most exclusive club, the Alex Club. The Alex Club. Alec, please do not apply. All right. It's a great sponsor, I'm sure. And, you know, for the Alex Club out there, bid on some of these things. Let's get these uh, bids going, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, let's reach out to the Alex Club and let them know that uh, one of their own has a bunch of good shit available. All right. Let's talk <clears throat> movies. Let's talk movies, Brando. Let's do it. All right, talking about movies, here's one that we saw both recently. We ordered it. It's called Devil Without a Cowboy. This is a documentary about a musician, something we see a lot. This time, it's a documentary about a musician I haven't seen a previous documentary about, Kid Rock. Some of you are saying, who is Kid Rock? Kid Rock was famous probably in the, I don't know, early 2000s? Late. He's still famous arguably he's still hipping and hopping he's still hipping and hopping he did create an original score for this documentary um what did you think about the film and the music itself luke 
I gotta say, and a lot of people are gonna give me shit for this, but Kid Rock, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Ba with the ba. Ba with the ba, uh, and all of his other hits really speak to me. I love those songs. The Detroit native, he just had it in him, you know? He's not he's not hardcore. He's not from a tough neighborhood, but you don't have to be to make good music. Uh and and we learned that, you know, he started out as a part-time DJ on a local radio station the old school way with real vinyl with real dub plates. Uh, he learned how to how to rap, and he made his way onto the local Detroit rap scene, where he met those boys from <clears throat> the ICP, the Insane Posse of Clowns, and he melded rap and rock because he had that unique voice, that sort of grisly white guy voice. And he's been evolving as an artist throughout the years. He's done rap. He's done rock rap. He's done rock, hard rock. rock. He's done heavy metal. Country. And now, yeah, now for the past few years, he's been doing rock country, country rap. You know, he did that Sweet Home Alabama remake that internationally sold like three billion copies. Yeah, with Pitbull on the remix. Uh yeah, one of my other favorite artists, Pitbull, Mr. International. And yet again, Kid Rock throws us a curveball with another genre he's taking on, this time classical music and a traditional movie score. This is something I didn't think Kid Rock would have it in him, but he can write beautiful arrangements. Yeah, I was totally blown away. I was like, what is this? What is this music? Is this, why is this Hans Zimmer? Why am I hearing? This is kind of like why am I Bach or Beethoven? But then you hear suddenly he's sort of, it's like a flow. It's like a rap rock flow that he's sort of busting in the background, but it's very melodic and gentle and just sort of a wispy, raspy flow that he's, that he's rapping. And he's sort of narrating his own movie with his, his little gentle classic raps it was nice it was new but it's got a country twang to it too and a little bit of rock it's sort of just the right blend to sell to get meat in the seats you know it's not too offensive but it's not too it's it's not too sugar-coated either it's familiar but it's not distasteful it's not familiar but then again, it's not traditional. Right. It's it's one color while being another color. But it's like percepted similar through most people. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, like I, I mentioned, I brought up a few facts about his life. But we follow his life and find out that Kid Rock actually did just have a... Um, I, I mean, I want to say that he had a challenging life, but he actually had pretty smooth sailing. He did have a rough patch in the in the early 2000s trying to get married to Pamela Lee. That marriage fell apart. There was uh, hepatitis and, you know, I think she was probably sleeping with Tommy Lee here and there um, behind Kid Rock's back. So, I mean, any kind of infidelity, that's really hard on someone. But um, so obviously that marriage didn't work out. And I don't know. You know, you know, what's really kind of tough is when you watch a documentary about someone's life and they didn't have it tough when it was just smooth sailing the whole way. Yeah. Aside from the marriage stuff, the only other somewhat stressful situation for for Kid Rock was when he was getting like bees in college. Yeah. I mean, his parents were somewhat disappointed in his bees but they understood probably i think i think him and a lot of his teachers were like you could probably do a little bit better but we understand you're working a full-time job you're a talented musician you're rapping you're rocking so we'll we'll let you you know b is understandable but the pressure he put on himself to get that a was 
Yeah. I mean, there was that scene where where he it, everything's falling apart from he's looking at his report card. He's trying to figure out when he's going to get time to bring his grades up. And he just goes, ah, man, Bob with the bar. So he just kept Bob with the dinghy, dinghy doodle daddy. And and he switched his focus over to music. And uh, I think his grades stayed at, at, at probably like a 3.5 for the remainder of his college career. So that was that was that was that was devastating. But I mean, who, he pulled through it. As we all seem to do. Speaking of pulling through, let's pull a number out of a hat and review the music in the film Devil Without a Cowboy, the Kid Rock documentary. You know, as much as I love Kid Rock and his musical stylings and the way he continues to evolve, I think maybe this was sort of a slap in the face to the real Kid Rock fans. You know, we go into this Kid Rock documentary. We want to relive the good times. We want to relive the old times, the ball with the ball, the rest of the hits. And what would what do we get? We get this revamped. We get this new version of Kid Rock that I, I was just I just found it rather jarring, honestly. And so for that reason, I had got to give it just one point. Well, I agree with you that it was something new, and it was jarring, jarring, but for me, I find it enjoyably jarring, so I'm going to give this two points. The music moved me, and I'm probably going to go back and dig up some Kid Rock CDs. <clears throat> All right. Well, three points. You, three points. You dig up those tapes. I'm going to dig up a few things to give these three points. we got to pick out a couple things of Alex's that we got to get online before he gets back. Excuse me, I'm burping again. Beat the lunch hour rush on eBay, so let's get these up. Yeah, that lunch hour rush on eBay. If you don't beat it, then you're just lost in a whole a whole ocean of, of new stuff. You're not going to get any views. Um, he, Alex has been drinking this. I don't know if you've ever tried this. It's called Soylent. It's like a meal substitute. He's got boxes of this, and I don't. I want him to get back to just normal Whole Foods. So, I, for his safety, I want to get rid of this box of flavorless Soylent, unflavored. I don't know. I I'm not gonna try it, but it's uh, it's going up on eBay for cheap. It's going up for twenty five cents a bottle. Wow, God. that's a good deal. I think I got Alex into Soylent, so I might be bidding on that too. Okay, you know what? You can just have it. Yeah, send it you my just way. Just pay for shipping. You can just have this. Thanks. Preach. And I would say, Brandon, be careful with this. Nobody, I think it might be ground up people. I'm cool with that. I hate eating. Okay. Well, what do you got for what do you got for us? Yeah, what do a couple of two up? things. I see in the back there. There's that surfboard you guys have on your wall. Who who are you trying to kid? Neither of you guys surf. You don't even know how to exactly. swim. Get rid of that. Exactly. S- stupid. It's one of those things. It's like, dude, who are you kidding? <laughs> Not me. Who are you? You know, you're almost 30. Alex is Alex is almost 28, 26. I don't know how old he is. He's so young looking. But it, it's like, come on, man. So Are you really a surfer? That's are t- you really going to go get out on those waves? You're going to get eaten. That's 20 bucks. A wave or a shark. That's 20 bucks. Let's put that online. Uh, what else can we get rid of? His birth certificate. Let's put that up. You know, this is a really cute birth certificate. And someone else... He just lets it sit there. He doesn't admire it. He doesn't appreciate it's it. It's not even framed. Someone else... Who doesn't frame their birth certificate? I know. What's with that? So someone else is going to appreciate this a lot more than him. Plus, it's got that cute little footprint. That's adorable. Can you believe how tiny his foot was? I don't know about tiny. It still takes up like half that piece of paper. Can you believe how big his foot was as a baby? It's huge. Huge baby feet. I didn't want to say anything. It sounded mean saying it looked big, but yeah. Well, you know what they say about babies with big feet. I think everybody knows. That's an easy $5 for that. 
uh, all right, we'll put it up on eBay for five. Well, I'm I'm kind of OBO, OBO, or best offer, six to eight. Yeah, OBO. Hopefully, we get some strong offers on this one. All right, kick a sponsor. Let's let's do a sponsor. Yeah. Spizwalt is happy to announce first new game called Passcode. In Passcode, you play men who need to hide secrets from bad guys. In the game, you have safes and you put secrets in them to create passcodes generated by questions about your actual life. The more honest you are and better the secrets are kept in safe, the better you do. Everyone is download at spizvault.net slash passcode storage. Thank you. This is not a trap. Okay. Hey, do you know that sponsor's not a trap, Luke? Um, you know, I've been using Spizvault products for the past year. I haven't had any problems. I haven't been trapped yet. I think my computer is more secure. It's slower, but it's more secure. It's slower because the antivirus that Spizvault provides, it's it works harder. Right. I just installed their new anti uh, anti fake news extension for Chrome. It's pretty nice. Gets rid of all yep. the fake news. Yeah. It's just it's great to see or not see whatever has uh I, I don't. It was just great to see all the emissions, you know. Great to see everything that I I don't really need to know being omitted. Exactly. As I scroll through, it's a CBC. lot. It's a lot. You'd be surprised how much of that gets a big red bar through it. All right, talking about movies again. We got another one for you this week. We all saw Sister Act Three, All or Nothing. Sister Act, you're familiar with it, of course, Whoopi Goldberg. She plays a nun in a habit who's got a little bit of a sassy attitude, and that changes over the course of three films. She sings some gospel songs. This time, it's kind of a similar premise, except a young, white goth girl joins the group, and that kind of stirs things up. Luke, what do you think about Sister Act 3 and the music featured in Sister Act 3? Sister Act 1, Whoopi Goldberg is in trouble or at least her character is she's in trouble with some street thugs some pimps some scoundrels and she goes to hide out at the uh, what's it called it's not a monastery habit. we'll call it a monastery uh, the habit she goes to hide out with the nuns and teaches them and teaches them how to vibe in sister act two uh they kind of do the same thing again but in sister act three we're seeing an aged Whoopi goldberg we're seeing the habit isn't as funky and fresh they've sort of settled in their groove of being very routine and very boring feeding the homeless you know taking care of uh of unwanted pets pets with three legs pets with one eye and it's very dull here's the thing about this one though they get this goth girl and she's stuck in her shell too she's almost like into it into the routine so they need to bring back a they have to rediscover their own inner funk to show this young girl how to open up and enjoy life so that was fun for me is watching Whoopi Goldberg re Whoopi herself to show the whole habit and she has to learn herself how to be funky again and how better Classic. to do how better to do that than play funk music so the movie is scored all entirely uh, by an amazing funk band uh, it's kind of a blend of gospel and funk uh, it's really uplifting kind of spiritual and so funky i just had to get up and dance a little bit you know especially during the credits when everybody on screen is dancing kind of felt like a a sick vibe yeah this i mean in real life this is called this band is called hot sauce it's a chicago-based band and probably one of the best underground tightest yeah 
Right, underground, but they're one of the tightest funk groups uh, on the Chicago scene. And this music is funky. And uh, yeah, Of course, in the movie itself, Whoopi has to go down in the catacombs and find the Pope's blessed bass and microphone to set up and get the band going for the nuns. But man, this... This this um, music in the movie is so funky. I couldn't even open my eyes in the theater. It was like bright. So funky. It was so bright. It was like so funky. I was like, I, I couldn't even like, I couldn't even fucking, I was like just twitching. Yeah. Sorry, I said the F word to my young listeners. Pop one in the curse jar. Pop one in Alex's curse jar. I'll I'll tell you what I'll take one I'll take some money out of Alex's curse jar to put in mine. Fair enough. He won't notice. <clears throat> anyway, Sister Act Three, all or none thing. Um, this movie was a lot of fun, and you know what? It was heartwarming too. Let's be honest, because these millennials out there they think uh, they think they're tough. They think that they especially goth girls. Especially goth girls. They think they're so tough. They think that they, they think, know it all. They think the Smiths are the best band. They think Depeche Mode is great. They think God is dead. They think, uh, you know, books well, are good. Well, to be fair, Depeche Mode really is great. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people would say they've made too many albums. I would have to uh, sort of agree with them. Maybe they need to sort of cool it off a little bit. That doesn't bit. lessen the importance of the early albums, though. No, the early ones were very important. But, um, yeah, like I'm saying, these these young kids, they're so tough. They're so ready for the world. And to sort of, to sort of show this new generation in a vulnerable way, is uh, it's very refreshing. Absolutely refreshing. Let's talk about giving this movie a number based on how we feel about its movie music um like i said this movie was so funky i couldn't even watch it i had to step out of the room i was rolling around on the carpet in the movie theater absolutely and uh, and and it, it was i was just spellbound by the funk and so for that i mean good on hot sauce and you know they brought in a bunch of other bands they brought in average white band they brought in uh kurt a few members from curtis mayfield's old band um you know to to make this soundtrack really shine almost too funky almost like a funky fish in a bucket type funk mashed up on a broken dish type funk so for that I got to give it two points for really pushing the funk boundaries. Absolutely. I'm glad we're not reviewing the movie because I think differently about the movie. But but man, Hot Sauce really knows how to get my blood burning and my feet moving. So for me, two points. Absolutely. All right. That's four points. That's four, four more things. Points. You know, it's kind of funny to listen to white guys talk about funk. funk yeah. Yeah. Get my blood burning and get my feet moving. <laughs> really gets my fingers tapping. Blood burning sounds like you're mad, but you know what? That's not wrong. You get so funkified, you're just like, you're stuck. Yeah. It's a unique kind of genre. Yeah. With that, let's each put up two things for sale of Alex's. What are you feeling like getting rid of in your, your humble abode there? I'll tell you what, I'm so tired of looking at these, and I'm a little concerned that he owns them. This is Alex's pair of... Those are illegal, right? They're illegal, especially in California. They gotta be. Get rid of them. You can't go around... Go around assaulting people. You're gonna do some brain damage. You're gonna break some bones. And I, don't, I think Alex needs to get rid of these. He's strong enough. He can hurt without them. He doesn't need to be throwing around these. We're going to put them up on eBay. And I'll tell you what. We're going to put them up for a dollar. See where it goes. Let's go from there. I'm also thinking we should probably bleep out what those are. Because like, it is illegal to have. I don't want to get in trouble. So if you want to know what that if you want to know what that item is, you'll have to go to our eBay 
listing to check that out. Okay. I think that's probably safest, yep. for, at least for California. Definitely. What else are you going to put up? Oh, I'm going to put up this bag of Canadian quarters. They're useless down here, but I'm, I'm sure someone in Canada could grab these at a discount. So, I, I don't know. Judging from it, it's probably like 60 Canadian dollars. I'm loonies? Put them up loonies or toonies? There's, it's a whole bag of Looney Tunes. And I'm going to put them up for, for six bucks. So, All right, Bob. You if you're Canadian, if you're Canadian and you get these shipped to you, shipping's going to be a little pricey because it's heavy, but you get these shipped to you, you're just literally buying money money for cheap. So you can't complain. You can't complain. I've tried to run these through various gumball machines and, and pinball machines and any, any kind of machine that uh, would take a quarter. It just doesn't work. So I don't know how they figured that out because they feel like they're identical coins, but to a U.S. quarter, but... Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get rid of them. You gotta make, gotta make space. Them. Speaking of making space, under Alex's bed last time I was there, I found this little shoebox full of old, old uh, love letters. I took it home with me. He hasn't missed it or said... Has he said anything to you about missing this box of love letters? No, he said nothing. Yeah, it's mostly old girlfriends, ex-girlfriends, future lovers, and whatnot. So let's go ahead and let's burn these. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's put these up on eBay. Sorry. Let's put these up on eBay. Cheap, though. Like 25 cents per letter. You know what? I read a few of those. They're hilarious. They really are sappy. He's a comedian. And any Any lucky lady to be with Alex has got to get some good laughs you know at the very least so with that and one other thing you remember that cuss jar we just threw some money into or you took some money out of let's just get rid of that he's been better he hasn't cussed in a long time let's put that up on ebay again buying money on the cheap one two reviews well motto well me and alex agreed that instead of the cuss jar we've just got a spray bottle so Anytime he lets out a little bad word, spray him. Or do, he he just gets sprayed with the bottle. It's better for the environment. It's better, and it's a lot cheaper too. Well, that's four things that we're putting up on eBay of Alex's. Four points. Kick a thing. Here comes the thing. Detractor lenses are designed to give you the social comfort you deserve. The pupil of the detractor lens can be locked on to a specific location or object to create the appearance of your focus, while actually your eyes are free to wander and stare without anyone knowing where you're actually focusing. Visit dlens.com and get two pairs for the price of one. <clears throat> All right, that's a great sponsor, I'm sure. Thank you. Brandon for reading that. Um, the next movie we did, and Brandon, you saw this? Um, oh, yeah. How could I forget? Of course I saw this. I think I saw Alex watching this. I sort of watched over his shoulder. This is called Marco the Best Employee, a little indie film. And it's the true underdog story of how Marco became known as the best employee. Um, an exciting tale from 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 dirt to skirt. Of Marco, this guy, this this kind of a nobody that became really good at his job. Um, any first impressions on Marco, the best employee, Brandon? Yeah, it's not a, a small achievement to become known as the best employee. Somebody who loves their job, takes their job seriously, and is good at their job. Those are all important factors, but there's one missing element that most people don't have, and that's just Marco's spark. And Marco has that. And he is the best employee, hands down. Now, what I will say about this film is it is a small film, somewhat artsy and independent. Uh, a good example of that is the score. Now, for this uh, score, the band Black Veil, a black metal band, actually did all the score. And for me, this kind of represents the inner passion, the inner drive, the inner spark and fire that is in Marco and w that drives him to become the best employee. Yeah. It was really a heart-pounding, heavy-duty score 
But the weird thing about this score was it was the opening melody from Jurassic Park, just done in sort of redone in different ways. It's a catchy riff, though. It's a catchy riff. It is. And I don't know how they got the rights to it or if they chopped it up in a certain way. But I couldn't help but thinking about that helicopter scene in Jurassic Park over and over again. Um, That being said, Marco, he's the best employee, but he's not always the best guy. And, you know, that's you got to do what it takes to get to the top sometimes. Sometimes you got to cut people down at the at the ankle. He's not a good guy. He's a drug addict. He's a womanizer. He's racist. He's a terrible guy, but he is the best employee. I mean, he's got his problems in his personal life, you know, and he does some shady stuff like hiding that dead cat in uh, Marissa's locker at work that ultimately got her fired. Everyone thought she was a total psychopath. You know, that's just one of the steps that Marco has to to take to get that best employee. Well, employee of the month plaque, because, you know, you can't stay there forever. No, but at least you can have your glory for a month, and he does get that twenty dollars Target gift card. <clears throat> Did you? Uh, I don't know. Have you ever done anything like this to get ahead at work? Sometimes you I have mean, to. Sometimes you got to step on some toes to to break the bank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you worked at a bank, right? I have worked at a bank. I've worked at a lot of places actually. Uh, but yeah, I worked at a bank for a little while. Now, maybe it wasn't you, but somebody like you told me a story of where you stuck some candy, poured some soda, stuck some candy on on somebody's keyboard when they were away at lunch to slow down their workflow. Well, yeah, that was a big thing was how fast you could uh, type in, you know, requests at the bank and take care of stuff. So, yeah, you pour a little Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper works better. But you put it in the keyboard and it really gums things up and slows down their typing. So, yeah, it wasn't me, but somebody like me may have told you that story for sure. Yeah, that's shady. But you know what? Here in the States, capitalism is king and you got to do what it takes to get ahead like Marco does. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, only the victors are written down in history books. So you, whatever you did, to get there, the only thing that matters is your name at the end. That's true. Put your name on a plaque, take a picture, and for one month, that is the ultimate pinnacle of achievement. You know what? Actually, that's a good idea because where I work, we don't have an employee of the month. And if I just create that plaque and just put it put it in our display case, people are going to believe it. Right. No matter what. One important factor is don't make yourself the first employee of the month. Make somebody else employee of the month first. Ah, okay. That's clever. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody who really doesn't deserve it. So the people are like thrown off. Like what? Not and too sarcastic next, though. Not too sarcastic. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, well, I guess they I guess they put did. in a little bit of work this month. I yeah, saw them down they, there. Yeah, they pitched in $3 on the birthday cake, and it was their idea to, you know, change the, the parking lot around. And <clears throat> and then um, next month, when they see a real Some, Someone like you. Do. Yeah, they're like, oh, for sure. That makes okay. sense. Uh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, uh, Black Veil scored this movie, and uh, honestly, fucking heavy. I'll throw in some more money in the swear jar. Maybe I'll just spray myself. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking heavy soundtrack that just rocked and really made this movie a lot of fun. Uh, Marco, the the best employee. You ready to rate this one? 100%. For me, easy. Two points. I was overwhelmed by how heavy Black Veil could be. I was not expecting this. Definitely two points for me. Um, it felt like an easy play putting Black Veil in there because they're so precise, they're so fast, and they're so heavy. Using that throwback melody from Old Jurassic Park was, I don't know, it, maybe it was a little corny, maybe it was a little too indie to try that, but it clicked. And so for me, that's two points for the Marco the Best Play. 
Holy shit, that's four points. Four points. That's bringing us almost up to 20. I think it we're at like 16 or 18 points. We gotta be close, yeah. All right. With that, Alex well, here to keep score, who knows? But we gotta be close. Are we... Okay, here's what we're gonna do for our one-two review users. We're gonna give out the points... We're gonna roll into our final movie, and then we've got a special out. We've got a special finish for everybody. Boy, do we! Look, two things you're gonna be selling of Alex's. Take a look around your apartment. What's bo- what's bothering you? What do you need to get rid of? You know, something that really bothered me. I found this box of pictures. Uh, this kind of like photo album box, but all these pictures were taken at night, and it's just people inside their homes, like through windows. Uh, through their screen door. It doesn't look like they're aware they're being photographed. You gotta get rid of this. And, uh, it's... I, I don't know if it's some kind of photo project, but there's literally hundreds of these of people doing various things inside their homes. And, and, um... And it just doesn't look like he's gone through this collection in a while. Maybe he's kind of done with this. I hope so. So I'm getting rid of these pictures. I'm going to put them on Craigslist this time. I don't know if we really need to put this on the World Wide Web. That might be sort of incriminating. But I'm sure there's some scumbag out there that's going to scoop these off Craigslist and, and find some use for them. Or dark web. Always go dark web. My Tor, ever since I installed Spizfall, my I haven't been access, able to access my Tor browser. Gotcha. No, they have a Deep Onion uh, browser you can use. For Spizzle? Yeah, Spizzle's own Deep Onion thing. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. One more thing you, you want to sell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a throwback. Speaking of throwbacks, uh, we're going to throw back this shake weight. I know Alex is trying to get healthy, but that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and then honestly, he, this thing made him so tough that it doesn't really do anything for him anymore. That's he true. just sort of jiggles it super fast, and... Uh, I don't, I don't know. I see him doing it nonstop, but it's it's loud, and the neighbors have been complaining about it. The pizza delivery guy complained about it, so cheap. Getting rid of it. Okay, fifty cents. Fifty, 50 cents. cents or best offer. I think that goes without saying on any of these or best offer. Here's something we don't need anymore: address books. I know Alex has an address book. He's had it since we were like 12 years old. Everybody's phone numbers in there. I'm sure that's all in his iPhone by now. Let's get rid of that. Let's sell it. Other people that's need phone digital. numbers. Yeah, it's all digital nowadays. It's just taking up space. Yeah, a hundred percent. What else you got? Let's. Um, alongside of that box of old love letters, I did find a book containing new love letters that haven't been sent yet. These are all works in progress, original drafts of Alex's love letters. This is going to be exciting. I might hold on to this one and we might put it on eBay or Craigslist in the future once he's famous. These are juicy. These are super juicy. I like the ones where he talks about her hair. Oh my god, so colorful with his vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, so many ways to describe somebody's haircut. Yeah, and I thought poetry was something that was just in my mind. Get rid of them. Getting rid of those. All right, let's do another movie. This week, for our final movie, we are watching a movie that I had warned you about, and it's something I'm going to warn all of our viewers about. is very terrifying. Should come with a warning in on your ticket, basically. However, this week we all saw The Jambler. This is a movie that takes place in New Orleans. Um, this is a movie that came out uh, recently, 2017. Here's the basic synopsis. Along the dusty roads and back alley swamps of New Orleans walks the Jambler, a one-leg man who steals prosthetic limbs. Now, this is something that I think is terrifying on a lot of reasons, uh, or on a lot of levels. One of those being I've often feared losing a limb and having a prosthetic arm and then can you imagine having to get a prosthetic arm and then having that stolen from you that's just the worst uh luke what do you think of this movie well back to what we're doing this week we're looking at the soundtrack this is a perfectly befitting soundtrack a lot of real creepy slide guitar banjee picking there's some dobro in there 
and real kind of sleepy, creepy backwoods music. You got the harmonica solos and uh, just creepy crow sounds too. Creepy crow sounds. Really, really set the tone for the jambler. One of the most horrifying urban myths and one of the most destructive uh, villains that I've seen in, in one of these swamp style movies. 100%. For me, nothing's... For me, nothing's worse than losing a limb. But think about it. If the jambler is out there stealing limbs and he's out there stealing limbs from people with a prosthetic limb, they have to relive that horror twice. Right. Now, some may say this is a very small target audience. How many people have prosthetic arms? This is shocking, guys. 30%. Of people in the United States all have some sort of prosthetic attachment to their body. That's a ton. Right. Right. And the jambler doesn't just target people with prosthetic legs because he's the one-legged man, but he can use pretty much any limb. He can use an arm or a leg as a leg if he gets it from you. He's got ways. He'll get it from you, too. If you're walking along New Orleans at night, he'll get it from you. Yeah, that's actually the tagline that we saw in the the movie poster. He'll get it from you, and he's got ways. Yeah, now we, we are out. talking about... Creep me out, something fierce. Something fierce, he'll get it from you. Now we're talking about the score here. I did think the score, as you put it, yeah, a lot of slide guitar, kind of traditional backwoods, deliverance type of vibes. I will say I, I enjoy how they incorporated the sound effects, as you said. There was the uh, crickets and the cornfields rustling there was the porch door slamming uh you know sounds that we're all familiar with but when they're put in the right context can be terrifying yeah i thought that was just part of the sound effects of the movie but then i got the tape well i got the digital download of the soundtrack i put it on and no the door slamming that's a snare drum the crow squawking that's a tambourine they incorporate these old Southy sounds, you know, an alligator's jaw snapping. That's a bass drum. They put all these sounds together in a really unique way. And I, I don't know. I think this would be a great soundtrack to put on for Halloween, honestly. Help scare the kids. Any holiday. Halloween, Valentine's Day, President's Day, you name it. This is a good soundtrack. Oh, I'm definitely putting this on on, on President's Day. It's patriotic. There's nothing more page. A newer, actually, they they did it. They took a vote. It's not Washington, Washington D.C. It's New Orleans is the most American city that's because true. that's where they created jazz. And jazz, as we know it, is what America runs on. That's right. That's why they played in Dunkin' Donuts. You need jazz, just like you need coffee. Little people don't know that. They think oh, I love Dunkin' Donuts. They actually don't love Dunkin' Donuts. They love jazz. Yeah. That's the paradox of coffee. You don't really know that you need coffee until you've had your coffee. With jazz. Coffee is jazz. Uh, No creamer, one sugar, and a side of jazz, please. Special agent creamer. Okay, I think we need to wrap this up, Luke. Are you ready to review this movie's score, The Jambler, on its music? Well, don't take your kids to this and... If you really want to scare the crap out of your kids on, you know, one of the scarier holidays, Thanksgiving, Easter, Halloween, that kind of thing. Well, you know what? We actually celebrated our Easter's very scary. We would hide little spiders and and little uh, biting lizards in in our eggs. Just a couple. Well, nothing says spring like uh, spiders and lizards eating those spiders. Yeah, like something springing out at your finger and biting it. Um, As far as the Jambler goes, the music was um, an easy play. You know, a little innovation in there with using those swamp sounds uh, for percussive elements and and, and otherwise. But uh, for me, like I said, I already bought the album, so I'm giving the Jambler two points. Good call. For me as well, two points for the Jambler and its score. Like I said, the use of sound effects and incorporating those into the score and uh, the familiar use of 
everything was just so tastefully done. Two points for me, absolutely. That's four points. Four points. Four points. All right, Brandon, hit me with two things that we should sell of Alex's. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head there, but uh, take a look at his closet. I'm sure there's a lot of shorts you guys don't need anymore. You know, he's got these drawstring surf shorts that match his surfboard. we got to get rid of those. That's true. If he sees those shorts and he looks at his wall and knows as the board's gone, he's going to be sad. So let's just get rid of the shorts. Cut out the middle guy. Yeah. Let's do that. Also, I think it's time that we wing Alex off of his baby bottle. Let's get rid of that bottle. I know he prefers his milk out of the bottle in the morning, but it's not sanitary. And it's not. It's How can he have girls over? You can't drink milk out of a bottle in the morning. My heart is sinking talking about this live on air, but maybe this is the best medicine. We gotta wean. We gotta wean him. Man, he's gotta quit this babyish habit of drinking milk out of a bottle. It's just sad. And I think it's time we're gonna air his dirty laundry and get rid of this baby bottle. We'll put it up on eBay, 50 cents. And you know what, guys? There's a lot of uh, nostalgia to it, too. You can see Alex's little teeth marks throughout the years. He really took a big bite out of it last week. Um, okay. This treadmill. Jeez, you want to talk about the elephant in the room. Alex has had this damn treadmill forever. He's Basically, it's been a glorified shake weight holder for the past year and a half. And uh, he never gets on it, and nothing. It just uh, it just sits there. It's time to get rid of it. You know, we'll get him a good pair of running shoes with the money, but we got to get rid of this treadmill. Who's he kidding? There's a lot of kidding going on in Alex's life. All right, all right, guys. So yeah, for this final item here, uh, we're actually going in the bathroom. We've got this. And this is a this is sort of a for me a for me get rid of item. This is raspberry shampoo. I gotta smell it every morning after he shampoos his head, and it's just this really bad smelling raspberry and bourbon shampoo. Well, on one on one I, hand, I'm glad he's shampooing his hair. He didn't do that when we lived together, but raspberry bourbon. I don't know. In the morning, it's it's a little thick. It's a little thick. And you know what? It kind of makes me want to have a drink. And I don't think that's the right thing early in the morning. You ever think maybe Alex is just drinking bourbon in the shower in the morning? I think he might be. I think he might be. There is a little bottle of Maker's Mark. Well, a big bottle of Maker's Mark underneath the sink. But I thought he used that for mouthwash. like... Um, for like <laughs> For mouthwash. Yeah, exactly. Um, or zits or whatever, just kind of rub it on. But normal uh, bathroom maker's mark. Yeah, just a normal bottle of bathroom maker's mark. We've all seen it, and it's like grandma, grandpa. You come back five years later, it's the same bottle. It's not like they're actually sipping on it. Those are great. So I gotta get rid of this shampoo. It fucking stinks. It's amazing. We're gonna make so much money. We're gonna be able to renovate your apartment, get yourself a new living room. I know you have two. Wait. No, you have one living room now? We're going to upgrade you to two, right? We've got, uh, we call it a common area and a living room. One just has more newspapers in it. It's more lived in. Well, if Alex still wants to live with you and he gets back into town after this, you know, cleaning of his stuff, you're going you're gonna to have a beautiful you, Brandon, place to live. I'm telling you, he's not going to notice. Right. He's not. He doesn't listen notice. to the this podcast. He's not going to notice the stuff missing. We're fine. He hates the podcast, and he's not going to notice any of this stuff missing. Well, with that being said, I think it's time we wrap up our show. We have a few things we need to do. First and foremost, we need to thank our Patreon donor. This guy has gone out of his way to support us for about two months now, giving us his hard-earned cash. This guy's name is Rab. Rab is a true friend and a true Patreon of the arts. Thank you, Rab. Thanks, Rab. And you know what? One to review users, stop being such deadbeats. Get on that Patreon, patreon.com, and search for one to review. It's legitimate. We'll shout you out. We're shouting out Rab for the past three months. It's real, guys. Okay, it sounds like a joke, 
but it's real. We'll mumble shout you out for a dollar. We'll give you a real shout out for two. And we've got some other exciting tiers there for uh, one to review users and donators that uh, it's really worth it. We even we even shouted out Rab's business, which we're not going to do anymore. I finally convinced the guys to stop doing that for such a low price. But um, yeah, check it out. Patreon. Rabswork.com. Uh, Brandon, next. <laughs> Damn it, dude. All right, Brandon. What are we doing next week with movies? Alex will be back, guys. So um, you won't just have to hear both of us. You'll have three funny guys to listen to. Not not saying this wasn't a good episode. I think it was very I think good. It might have been better than it. So we'll we'll talk offline about maybe doing our spinoff show. Yeah, text me on AOL. So um, next week we've got some more movies. Next week we will be reviewing Peachy Cobbler, Ball and Chain, Snot Brothers, and Into the Void. Great. Thanks again, guys. Oh, we'll see you next time. This, this huh? just in. We also will be reviewing Flank Dough. Oh, and another from the Dough series. Excellent. Great. Luke, it's been a pleasure. Brandon, it's been such a lovely time, man. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Have a good day. Goodbye. <laughs>